Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about, time for Mortgage Matters. Well, hello everybody. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. We uh, first things first. We got you getting a Jason squared today. We got two Jasons in here. We're missing a Dan, but that's all right, isn't it? It's good stuff. Yeah. Here Thank, we are once again. Thanks for joining me. At least, you know, I, I appreciate it. I love being here with you. Happy Pi Day. There you go. Did you know that today is Pi Day? I did not know that, but uh, it's always a good day to put on your calendar. Did you know it's Pi Day, Jim? I did not know it's National Pi Day. You know what Pi Day is? You know where it comes from? No. Where does it come from, Jason? Any idea? I won't even venture again. You guys don't even want it. How come everybody's afraid to even just play with me? Come on, play with me. Come on, it's Pi Day. Something up your sleeve over there. Yeah, I don't want to bite on that. No, come on. It's no, 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 no. It's a nerdy day. Put it that way. Okay. It's one of the okay. nerdiest. And today is one of the nerdiest pie days we've had in forever. Why, you know, would, why would that be, Mr. Grody? You remember old pie, right? From. I'm trying to, I'm looking at the date. I don't know. You, you oh, is come it on pie now. Pie as in math pie? Or yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think it's a number. Uh, you're catching yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Pie, circumference right. of a circle. 3.141592653. You can go, it goes forever, actually. So it never date, stops. Right? March 14th, 2015. 3.1415. There we go, baby. All right. So there's, you know, it's just calendar fun. I like, just, key, I like key lime, personally. That's your but, favorite yeah. kind of pie. <laughs> Is that your favorite pie? Are you a fruit over chocolate guy? Um, you know, I like chocolate pie too. That's good too. It is happy pie day. Look at that. Nice Somebody job, else Jim. has got there it is. pie day up. Huh. It's probably several websites. Key lime, huh? Interesting. I like key lime. That's good. Mm -hmm. Nice tangy little yeah, flavor. Key lime there. is good actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is mortgage matters, right? Right. Okay. I was just, just making sure. I mean, <laughs> if you're, what the heck? if you're tuning in, <laughs> it's not too early to talk about pie. It's mm. never too early to talk about pie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, this is the, this is like the last time in a hundred years um, that pie is going to be this close, right? The funny thing is, if you were really a nerd, which I'm, a, I mean, I'm a nerd. I'm not that big of a nerd. Uh, at nine twenty six and fifty three seconds this morning, it ran out that many digits. <laughs> really? For sure. Yeah. So that's still coming, right? We have some time to celebrate here. Oh, exactly. yeah. 9.53 is coming. So you'll know right at 9.53. No, no, no. 9.26. 9.26 and 53, 53. seconds. That's, Maybe we that's should like, like, you know, do like a 10-second countdown to that when we get to 9.26.43. Yeah. Or not. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Grody, how have you been doing? How's life for you? Here on the very, Central Coast. Very good. It's uh it's good. Um I've been getting to sneak away and watch a little bit of um March Madness. No, come on. <laughs> Nobody watches that, do they? I don't know. No, but uh I spring training for mm, um for baseball. baseball is on. And today's opening ceremonies for 
our kids in Little League. And last night I got to go to my younger boy's um, first game of the season. That's he was fun. starting pitcher. No way. How did he do? Uh, he did very good. The pressure. How did he handle the pressure? Is he like his dad? Uh, cool as a cucumber? You know, I don't know about that. I I don't know that I'm cool as a cucumber either. I remember pitching as a kid too. It's a it's kind of an out of body experience. It's crazy stressful. Uh, all you want to do is not screw up, and you're right. not really sure how you're doing. Right. Um, but he did good. He did he did really good. He he made it. He they finally took him out because he'd reached his pitch count. Hmm. Instead of walking people, it's nice to get to that and so be pulled because nice. of that. Yeah, yeah, because they want to pitch him again on Tuesday. So nice. Uh-huh. That us. was fun. It was nice to go Friday night baseball. I like that. Time the weather's of year. been nice. It's been beautiful. Right. It's been very nice. Yeah, and in quite a, a busy week this week in the office. Um, I was. I I haven't even had time to figure everything yet um, as the dust settles, but. Um, we had a lot of loans fun this week, kind of mm-hmm. felt like a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Interest rates actually got a little bit better this week over what's been going on for the last few weeks, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's nice. It's busy. feels good. I like being busy. Yeah, it's definitely been busy. There's no doubt about that. There's the, always that challenge of uh, creating and maintaining those expectations with clients and realtors. And when you're this busy, things timelines change a little bit. So it's definitely something to be aware of. That's for sure. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I think that that um, I think that that big bulge from what interest rates are really good about forty five days ago, right. and, and I think that a lot of locks there have likely funded this week, and now we'll get a little bit of a little bit of breathing room here. Right. Um, right. So it's nice. It's a it's been good. I do like being busy. I remember times where uh, I wondered what it would take to make that phone ring. What what could we do just to get a little business in the door? And now I'm I feel really blessed and thankful that um, we can say we're busy and adding people and you know everybody's wearing multiple hats and and yeah. doing everything they can. I mean, you're going back to work today. You said I am. Yeah, Saturday after the show, got to get in there and uh, work on some files and try and stay ahead of the game. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a challenge right now. There's a, a lot of phone calls. A lot of loans happening, um, but it's all good stuff. Yeah, it's all good stuff. I feel, I feel with the nice weather recently too. A lot of realtors feel like starting to get excited about the home buying season that's that's coming soon here. So, um, a lot of good things to to talk about and, and understand in our county here with the real estate for sure. And did you get a big fat tax refund? You know, my wife handles all the see uh, the tax stuff, so I don't even. I try not even look at it. Taxes make my tummy hurt too. Yeah, she's a CPA, so <laughs> that's her wheelhouse. When we refi or buy, I'll, I'll take care of it. You don't have to worry about it. When it's tax time, she takes care of it. So it's a it's a nice little trade off there. Yeah, that is nice. So with tax time, she must be crazy busy. Super busy. Yeah, yeah. I don't really see her much during the week, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it's uh, solo dad time with my eight year old. So. That's a, a bit of a challenge. As you see, I've still got my, my crutches leaning up against the wall. Had surgery on my Achilles tendon, which was... I don't really recommend it. No, that's... No. I mean, if you have something to do this weekend, I wouldn't do that. Oddly enough, yeah, that 
somebody's going to need that this weekend. But yeah, that's a terrible thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> on the on that taxes front, it reminds me that it's a it's a great opportunity to to sort of remind people a few things during tax time. Uh, and first of all, I'd say if you did a new loan this year, which a lot of people did, and and I I should say not this year, but during the tax year of 2014, right? Um, origination fees are um, typically a write-off, a, a deduction for um, most people. I say most because I think you can find yourself in an income bracket where you might um, not be able to get that sure. uh, exemption. But um, yeah, it, my understanding is that origination fees paid for a loan um, are generally deductible over a like a three-year period. So if you paid a couple points to get a lower rate, you get a little bit of that back when you file your taxes. Mm -hmm. So just good advice is if you did a loan or bought a house anywhere during the tax year of 2014, it's a really good idea to make your accountant aware of that. Bring that documentation to the meeting. Make sure they have that so they can evaluate it and see whether there's any opportunity there for you to um, include those expenses in your income. So that documentation would be a, a closing statement? Make yeah, sure typically just the or, closing statement is right. really what you're after. Um, in fact, you know, that that's generally what the accountant will ask for. Um, I recently made the switch over to using a new CPA in town. Okay. That had a a great like welcome packet, right? And and those questions were in there. Did you buy or refinance real estate this year? And right. um, that kind of thoroughness. So I I hope that it, any of you guys that are going in to get your taxes done, if you if you can remember that, uh, bring it with you. You know, and what's then, also not a bad idea is to print yourself an amortization schedule because your new loan will have some new interest write offs that sure. oftentimes is good for your CPA to understand and know for some tax planning purposes. So that's yep. that's also another key piece that's uh, nice to have. Yeah, and then lastly, I was going to say in terms of tax time, as I've got a few things to talk about with that, um, I I can see you're shocked. <laughs> the uh, first of which is um, this is a great opportunity before you go ahead and file your taxes. Um, if you're self-employed, to sit down and figure out, you know, if it's on your radar this year to buy or refinance, um, you might want to look at your draft with your loan officer and find out if you are putting things in the right columns and and or expenses. Um, you know, generally my experience with self-employed people is they kind of include more than they probably should in terms of the write-off, right? Because right. you could write off a business meal, okay? If you if you take a, a client out to a meal where you're talking about an active piece of business you have with them, you can expense part of that. Like I know for me, if I take somebody out like that uh, for a meal, it's typically like 50% of the actual charge of the meals, provided that it was a business-oriented meal. Um, so what you find is that kind of gets abused, right? People sure. start, oh, yeah, well, hey, how's business going? Great. We talked about business. Now I can give this receipt to my accountant. And you you kind of do that and get a, get going down that path of expensing a little bit more than you should. And I don't want to talk about what's fair or what you should be doing. We all have a pretty good grasp of what the IRS laws are. And, and you know, I'm not one of the people that's here to police that. However... If you understood that your 
need or insistence to include as much as you possibly could to reduce your taxes if if that if that's your primary goal and you lose track of the fact that it was on your five-year plan to buy a house or to refinance your house and this is year five right, right? so you might you might benefit from sitting down to say hey are all of these expenses legitimate because the income you're about to file is too low and then somebody could walk back and and take a look again at the receipts and say you know what I don't want to include these things they they were questionable to begin with and I could benefit from having less write-offs this year because this is the year I intend to buy a house or refinance my house yeah there's a lot of so, people that that plan their uh their their tax returns to incorporate enough income to to purchase that home and so usually yeah. there's a a two-year look back on and self-employed I, people so it's good to know what those those numbers are going to be and it's good to understand how the underwriter is going to be reviewing that purchase i'm a little bit nervous to even talk about this in this way because it, it almost sounds as though we're telling people to misrepresent their income and and i sure. want to be very clear that what i'm actually saying is reevaluate what you're electively writing off. Sure. Uh, making sure that your write-offs are actually legitimate because if you're stretching to include write-offs that probably um, aren't actually write-offs, your realization of how that impacts your loan qualification may change your mind and motivation when you sit down to tally the expenses. Yeah, it's always a t- touchy subject there. But I think, if anything, um, what I've seen people do as a technique is just use less write-offs. And so, essentially, they're claiming more income than, than yeah, they but I, I wonder. Yeah, so. but I wonder, would the IRS get mad at you? Probably paying, not, I guess. More, for paying more no, taxes. No, I mean, let's say you're you're let's say that you're a loan officer, okay, and you're going to make sixty thousand dollars this year. That's your income, okay. Uh, and you are sitting on all these receipts, and they're legitimate receipts, and they total twenty five thousand dollars. So you're you're ready to submit your expenses, and your final taxes are going to say that your your income's you know thirty five thousand bucks. And you said, I want my income to be 45000 bucks, so I'm not going to include these expenses. Would that upset anybody? I don't, I mean, I don't think so. In the eyes of the Doesn't IRS, like they'd it. probably be happy that you're right. going to pay more. Right. Uh, but so you, you see what I mean? Is I do, it, it's yeah. kind of a little bit of a tricky thing. Um, and so we, we can give you some advice about how what you're about to file will, will qualify you. You can take that back to your CPA and figure out whether or not you, you want to stay the course you're on. Um, and then additionally, I just want to say, like you just mentioned a minute ago, Jason, that um, self-employed people are typically a two-year evaluation of their uh, of their income taxes. And I'm going to say... That's largely true, but I'm always eager to point out that there's an exception here to that, which is um, we have a program we're able to offer where for the under the right circumstances, we only require one year of tax returns for certain clients. So Mm -hmm. um, and and this is a program where you're getting the the regular old conventional 30 year fixed loan or a 15 year fixed loan. So it's not a not one of the wonky, weird programs or anything. Um, it typically, and, and so this is what happens basically. If you have good credit, a little bit of equity, or a little bit of down payment, mm-hmm. um, you're basically a pretty good risk 
um, your debt to income ratio is in a good place, um, we can sometimes allow just one year's worth of tax returns. And I'll tell you why this is cool. Um, in case anybody's not connecting the dots, say, well, why would somebody even care? Um, let's just say that you're a builder, <laughs> right? I mean, three years ago, um, uh, building homes today is a little bit easier than it was three years ago, right? The economy sure. is a little bit better place today than it was three years ago. Right. And it doesn't really matter what you do. If you're self-employed, I think most self-employed people are doing a little bit better this year than they did uh, you know, three years ago, two years ago, or even last year. Sure. So this program, you know, maybe you're just you are you were below your normal income level for a few years in a row. And 2014 um, seems to be a year where a lot of people got their income back to where it was supposed to be, where it's us- usually have been. Um, so those people could come in with that single year tax return. Mm-hmm. And see if they can qualify for the one-year tax return program. So that's kind of cool, you know. And and of course, you're a loan officer, so you're not only aware of this, but you see, um, you see how this plays out for people. It's usually a, a, a pretty good deal when somebody needs that because their income is on an inclining. Um, trend. And I'll tell you too, here's another person that um, benefits from a one-year tax return. How about a new business? Exactly. Yeah. Start a new business three, four years ago. Um, th- in those first years, you usually have a bunch of capital that you put into it. And then you, you sometimes you'll operate at a loss on the books because of the capital investment. Sure. And then in the second year, you do a little bit better and some of those write-offs are gone. And then in the third year, you do a little bit better as you're growing and you're getting a bigger book of business. And then, you know, in the fourth year, now you're starting to see like some normal return on investment. The reason you opened this business, it usually starts happening in the fourth year. So yeah, and that two year average doesn't look nearly as well as yeah, that as that as that most recent year. Sure. And, you know, and I'm just going to argue that that person is um has a trend developed where they're making more and more each year and can stand to benefit from an evaluation that looks at only one year of tax returns. So, um, yeah, there you go. There's a little, little something about tax time as a, as a rule. I don't love it. Tax time. No, I don't think a lot of people do. I don't get a refund anymore. No, no. See, Christmas, Thanksgiving, tax time. Woo. Yeah, probably not in the top 10 even. <laughs> no. Birthdays, you know. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think tax time is like at the top of the list for anybody. Unless you're getting a refund. Well, yeah. But even, but even still, <laughs> I'm going to argue that you're if yeah. you're getting a refund, it's usually because you mm-hmm. overpaid throughout the year and left more of your paycheck with the government than you perhaps um, should have. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they used it kind of, kind of as like a forced savings. And now here I am in April getting a $4,000 tax return or something. Um, I, I'm not convinced that that's the best way to do that either. I mean, I, I guess for to each his own, but, um, Plus, don't we have to start proving we have health insurance this year, too, with the taxes? Uh, I heard they actually moved some deadlines out on that because, um, uh-huh. Well, there was an enrollment period where you had to have health insurance by, yeah. and and that was sometime in, in February, I think. But then what they found out is that 
it's just, that that's not fair because when you do your taxes in April, mm -hmm. that's when you're really going to learn that hey, I should have got health insurance a, a few months ago because now you have the penalty. Um, and so now they moved that enrollment mm -hmm. period such that you could go find out what the monetary penalty is for you for not having had health insurance and still have an opportunity to enroll. Right. So, you know, kind of one of those things where you keep, oh, you couldn't quite jump this bar, so we're going to lower this bar for you. We're real sorry about that. Why don't you back up and take another jump? Um, I mean, most people should have known that this was the – Healthcare. I mean, we've been talking about healthcare, right? <laughs> the country's been pretty focused on this for a few years now. Big pretty topic. much. If you haven't heard about healthcare, you've been under a rock. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you want to know how I know about it? Because <laughs> <laughs> the freaking premiums gone through the roof. That's yeah. how I know. Uh -huh. Boy, it's uh, it's expensive now. <laughs> hey, you guys are never gonna believe this, but it's nine twenty-five. Oh man, that means that um, during this break is when we're gonna have the like the nerdiest of the pie numbers, huh? Yeah, we might not be on the uh, air when you uh, experience at nine twenty six and fifty three seconds. It's coming. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily want to wait for you it. You don't, don't really want to hold out. I don't no, care that much. Okay. No. Nah. Well, okay. Then why don't we throw it to a break? Let's do a break. Hey, guys, we're going to do a break. That was a smooth transition, wasn't it? On the other side. Take some uh, time out to thank the sponsors. These are the people that help make the show possible. If they didn't pay for these commercials, you'd be paying to listen right now. So, uh, Lindemann Ear, we'll be back in a few minutes with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. To ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending, Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Loan. Just call 543 Loan. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso, Morro Bay, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. Central Coast Lending, the mortgage experts. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks. I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical, like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. 
Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. Trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking, like the dude together. All right, everybody, welcome back. So you're listening to Mortgage Matters, and this is a show about real estate, economics, little tidbits around here that we can uh, do to help people, um, you know. Uh, most self-serving interest is um, helping people realize about loan programs and availability and qualification standards, tips and tricks so that we can help people um, basically buy the house of their dreams or a piece of investment property or refinance the one they got. Um, a whole variety of things. This week I this week I'm um, have a pretty fun client. I'm working with a gal that's a nurse at one of the local hospitals. She's been there for like 40 years or something. Same job, same hospital. Just plugging away. Just work, work, work. <laughs> and um, is looking at retiring. So she went and met with her financial planner. Mm-hmm. Financial planner sat her down and said, man, you did a really good job. Everything looks good. Um, she fixed this mortgage. Yeah. What are you doing paying this rate? It's too high. Uh, you're, you're just leaving money on the table. And so she basically, what she was facing is here's all of my assets. This is what my income is going to be when I retire, Mm -hmm. little pension, little social security, um, some draws off of the retirement program plans that she has. Um, and then this mortgage, she was paying $240 a month more than she should. Okay. So what that means is she has to make 240 bucks a month out of something else to be able to pay this just wasted money here. It's even more than that when you think about it, right? Because then you've got taxes you got to pay on top of that. So to keep that money And in if pocket, you're taking money out of your 401k to pay extra interest on your house more than you should, mm-hmm. that's I mean, you're just you're fighting yourself. So in this case, we Put together a new loan, um, going to save a couple hundred bucks a month, lowers that nut, makes the transition into retirement a little bit easier, going to make those assets that she has last a little bit longer. That's pretty yeah, any, cool. Anytime you're heading into retirement, you're dealing with fixed income. It's always nice to get your fixed cost as low as possible as well. Because yeah. you've got everything else continues to go up, right? The price sure. of milk, the price of gas, healthcare. Prescription okay. drugs. Yeah, you're so. gonna have yeah, you're gonna have dental costs still. Then you know all everything is still coming. So you may as well those things you can control and fix and get as cheap as possible. You may as well. And that's the right time to look too. I want to make that point. Is I see a lot of people come in after retirement. I retired and yeah. now things are tough. Right, and now I'm not. I can't document the income that I had been making the last forty years, and yeah. now I need to qualify. And that's that's the wrong time to do it. And it, yeah, everybody that's retiring, if you still have a mortgage going into retirement. Yes. Fantastic idea. About a year before you retire, two years before you retire, mm-hmm. 
as you're starting to call the HR department and find out what your you know process is for checking in on what your pension's going to be and all that kind of thing, great time to call and talk to us about um, whether or not you could you could do something with your mortgage to make retirement a little bit easier. Because like you said, more often than not, people come in after they retire, and then you're going, man, I really wish. You'd come and seen me before you went and gave up your job electively. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it, it doesn't make sense to refinance. No. But it's always it's always good to at least know what your options are, put those on the table, and make the the right decision. Yeah, knowingly instead of just hoping. So that's that's good advice for sure. So I, I've said on the show more than once that um, one of the places I like to get news from. Uh, I'm a digital guy. Most all of my news is is from around the web. Um, Dan, my most faithful uh, co-host here. He's a he's a print guy, so he's got um, paper with ink on his fingers a lot, and uh, <laughs> it's it's nice the 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 couple different versions here. So one of my one of my uh, frequented places of getting news is a site called The Week. They may they have a periodical that uh, comes out um, to it can be mailed to your house. You ever heard of it? Get it? Seen it? It's pretty cool. Uh, and I wrote it down. Though. You'd think I work for them because it seems that once or twice a year I give a good plug for them <laughs> on the show. Um, the Week is a periodical uh, that tells you what happened in the week. Imagine that. But one of the cool things is, um, if you're like me, I pull news. Um, I like to get even something as simple about home sales, right? Mm-hmm. One news source is going to write it up that it's, what a miss, miss expectations, what a mess, all the bailout didn't work and housing's just as screwed as it ever was. And then you can look at another publication where they're like, hey, home sales are looking good. Yeah, they declined from last month to this month, but they're up year over year. And the, you know, the, the drop in whatever from month to next is most explainable because the previous month had this little bump for this reason or something, right? Mm-hmm. So you go... That's really interesting. Whoever it is that sits down and writes this thing up has got a very different opinion than the the guy over here that must have gotten a car wreck on his way to the office to write his article. Right. Uh, you know, or you get some political influences, right? Isn't that a big problem with um, where we get our news mm-hmm. is that you generally it's like the network has some political association that you can hardly cut through to to find the news. Um, so the thing here's what the week does. The week takes those differing viewpoints. So like they'll say, hey, here's this here's five things you should know this week. Mm-hmm. And here's what so and so had to say about it from this side, and here's a differing viewpoint from this side. And basically just go up right up the middle. So you have a good idea of why this topic might be controversial or what the potential other um opposing view might be. So I find that it's sort of a refreshing way to remember that there's always more than one way to look at even a news source, not even necessarily a problem, not that we're looking for a solution, but just a different way of viewing what's actually going on helps me sort of figure out, hey, that's, I I, I tend to agree with this side or I agree with that side. You both have great points. That's a great compromise. But I, I like the format that it gets put together in that way. Um, 
So anyways, this, this week they had a pretty cool article on here. It's about 42 great personal finance tips. Hmm. I said, okay, I think that's an extensive list. Um, and this one, this particular article is written by the week staff. And, of course, they then bring in articles from other news sources and stuff like this, what they're talking about. But um, thought it might be kind of fun to run through a few of these because there's some overlap to what we do um, as as loan officers and, and mortgage planners in our office here. Um, some interesting ones. The first one on the list here was divorce loans. Have you ever heard of this? I, I, I had no idea that this thing even exists. You get a if you're about to go through a divorce, you get a loan, right? And there are some it's, new companies that are popping up to finance you as you go into your that. divorce. Hmm. Well, yeah, because what they find is that um, they level the playing field. Typically, one spouse has the money or the income or the control over the other, and they therefore have an ability to. Um, kind of force you into some sort of settlement because you're not coming from the same position of strength that the other spouse is coming from. Okay. So here's these firms that offer a divorce loan where rather than you go take some settlement because you feel outhanded, you can borrow some money now to where you can actually afford to kind of slug this thing out and get your best shot at fair terms. Hmm. I never heard of that before. I thought it was interesting. I don't have anything more to say about that. It's just an interesting thing interesting. to me. Um, the next thing on the list was the pros and cons of the home equity line of credit. Okay. And so I'm, my ears perked up. I'm listening. Right. What do you know about the home equity line of credit? And of course, this is something that comes up in our office almost on a daily basis. Um, we are able to offer some home equity lines of credit. By and large, they're not very extensive. Um, we're not the kind of um, mortgage lender where you can just come on in and say, I need just a line of credit for 25000 bucks." That's kind of a bank thing. We we generally refer you over to one of the the big, big banks to do that. Um, but so these guys say that um, the big banks are promoting um, home equity lines of credit. And I'd say... Give me some pros. What's a pro to getting a home equity line of credit? Low interest rate, for sure. Yep. That's uh, that's the biggest. I see a lot of clients come in with the internal struggle of, I've got a, a fixed mortgage for my first. I've got a home equity line. The rate is phenomenal. The payment is low. But I know what's coming. That That's going to... The, the Don't leap ahead well. of me. Okay, See, now you just went right into cons. <laughs> you just you. I asked you for a pro. You gave me like a pro, and then just threw a con on it. So typically, to obtain that money, it's relatively inexpensive. It's they're cheap to start. Yep, they're cheap. To they're start. easy to get, and um, I mean, provided that you've got income, credit, equity, these kinds of things. Right. Low, um, low payments, interest only payments, which is you can get a low loan amount. Right. So. Maybe you only really need fifteen thousand bucks. If mm-hmm. going through a home loan is going to cost you three or five thousand dollars in closing costs, doesn't make that's sense. not worth it. Yeah. So sometimes you only need a little bit. Yeah. You know, maybe you need a roof. You need a home equity line of credit. Come up with a plan to pay it back. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So those are really the pros. Tax First, deductible can be. Yeah, tax deductible they can as well. be that's depending nice. on your income level and what the money's used for. Sure. Um, and the. Uh, I'll, and I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, I, there's a lot of great things about the home equity line of credit. You couldn't even breathe your first sentence about the home equity line of credit without getting to a major con, which is that most people really want that predictability. Yep. I need to know what this payment is going to be until the thing's paid back. And when you don't know that, 
because you got a adjustable line of credit that's got prime plus a margin and prime you know this is what we keep waiting for this is one of the metrics feds are going to change if right. and when they bump rates up later this year prime is going to go up right so if you have a line of credit your payment's going to go you know it is 200 bucks a month it's going to go to what i don't know I know. It's hard to say. <laughs> I can't really predict that right. we have no idea and then once rates do start going up we don't know how high prime is going to go, you know? Prime could be 6 or 7%. So if you got prime plus a margin of 2, you could be at, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10% within reason. And I, I'm not suggesting that's impossible. I think that is probably pretty likely. So these guys list that in this new... Um, this new home loan environment, that there's a lot of banks that tell you um, that the basically can give you some fixed term hmm. so you could lock down a portion for 12 or 24 or forever months that it doesn't have to be just adjustable anymore um, that's not necessarily new but if that's gaining popularity i'm going to say that's cool because right. oftentimes i'll get a call from a client that i did a loan for in 2009 they have a 3.125 30 year fixed and they're like Kids went to college, you know, we've been, first we just put a little tuition on the credit cards, then we mm -hmm. like had to give Junior a credit card to buy $1,000 worth of books, and then the car blew up, you know, and it's like, we're not, we don't know where this money's coming from, but all of a sudden we have like $15,000 on a credit card and are not sleeping well anymore. So time to get a new loan. Shoosh. You don't want to give up your three and an eighth, thirty year fix just to wipe out fifteen grand that is on credit cards and causing you a lot of stress. Probably going to be better off doing some kind of line of credit. Plus, the line of credit is open ended, so if you need more next quarter, next semester, next yep. time the car blows up, next time um, your daughter needs a root canal, uh, <laughs> then there's an opportunity for you to be able to add that a little bit more. You can also see how we're kind of a slippery slope, right? It's maybe not a good thing to have um, pretty instantaneous access to whatever equity you do have. But um, for some people, that's what they need to do to, to see through their current set of circumstances. And being able to fix that interest rate for the portion that you draw is a pretty good feature. Um, so I liked that one. That yeah, was a, good. That was a good one. Um, Oh, this one I thought was interesting. It says that, um, well, let's do this. I, I do want to share a few more of these because I think they're kind of fun. But um, it, we need to do a commercial break. I'm already a couple minutes past it. So we'll do a quick commercial break here. A little bit of time to thank the sponsors. We'll be back in a couple minutes with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. State of denial. 
is a drag and a trial when I bought my cheap insurance should have known this day would come now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone called them at least 20 times but they won't pick up the phone without personal service my policy's kind of worthless get to a better state State Farm Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. Hi, this is Jason Grody at Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. We recently made the jump to direct lender. That's right. Now we can do your loan in-house, but we still broker too. We choose based on getting the best loan terms for you. We don't know what to call it yet, but you'll call it amazing. Central Coast Lending. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Alrighty, guys, welcome back. It's Pi Day, three point one four one five. That's pretty nerdy, huh? You're pretty big on that Pi Day. I like it. It's fun. I like Pi. There's a few dates during the year where the date means something or whatever. Sure. You know, I yesterday was Friday the thirteenth. I did notice that. Good day, bad day. Wasn't so bad for me. Actually, it was okay. Yeah, yeah I got up uh, I, on Fridays. I leave my house at like 6.30. Have first meeting starts at 7. Pretty early day. It's my earliest day. Fridays are usually a good day, though. Everyone has a good vibe on Fridays. So I go, I get all ready, right? Got my my leather shoes on and my collared shirt. Looking you know, good, it's man. Dark. Looking good. It's dark. You guys know that? It you, is dark. You, have you gotten up now. yet? Yeah, yeah actually, far? when I got up to do the Motor Mouse show this morning before you guys come in, I got up at like uh, 6.45. And you're thinking, dark. I did something wrong. Yeah, I Why is it so dark Why? here? It's like one of those things where yeah. like, you ever wake up and you're just like you think it's time and you yeah. look over and then it's like 3.52 and you're mm-hmm. like, whoosh, I go back to sleep now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how it feels right now where you mm-hmm. wake up at 6 in the morning and you're like, oh, my goodness, it's still dark. Still dark. Yeah. Yeah, so this is what happened to me yesterday. Tough get up. kids yeah, up. Adjusted dark. to that as well. So I, I, you know, I get all my stuff all together, get all ready. I get my water bottle. I carry this big BPA-free reusable water bottle with me, so I always have my water. Um, and I, I just bought a new one because I, the previous one I dropped and broke. So, yeah, I get it all full, right? Turn around to leave. Wouldn't you know it? Slips out of my hand, hits the ground, and explodes. 
That's like the good. biggest puddle of just mess all over the kitchen. And I'm like, ugh. And as I'm dropping it, I like make this like flailing move to grab it, which then spills my coffee all over my other arm. <laughs> and Is this it, your Friday the Thirteenth story, dude? I didn't. And I didn't even put it all together. But I was sitting at my desk <laughs> a little bit later. Got to write the date for the first time. Look over. Now it oh, all makes sense. Friday the Thirteenth. Now it all makes sense. Spilling stuff on myself, breaking my things, making starting my day with thirty-two <laughs> ounces of water all over the kitchen floor <laughs> on my brown leather shoes making water spots on my shoes it's just not right boo it's just not say right. so one of the items on this list here of the 42 financial tips the pre-retirement checklist all right we we, we went over we kind of already bit, right? covered that and uh, you know i i didn't i gotta admit i didn't even make it my whole way through the list during the break i just kept going so i thought that was kind of interesting i yeah. didn't when we were talking earlier about that pre-retirement thing i didn't realize it was on this list but um it says um for if this is your year for retirement first and foremost seriously consider putting off retirement <laughs> that's pretty good advice i saw um, something that said only one of three americans age 50 or over feel very confident about what they've accumulated is going to be sufficient in retirement one of three i read that this week too there was an article was talking about fidelity in terms of what's in their 401ks and they said the average 401k was like ninety-eight thousand bucks and i thought Whew. that's not bad Hundred grand in the bank for savings. I mean, that's the average guy. Uh, turns out there's some people that are pretty good at saving and have been saving the lion's share. So when you average that back out, everybody gets credit for participating and having the hundred grand. But the reality is that too many people are not prepared. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, in that same article, there was some really interesting read about how much money it actually does take you um, to be able to retire smoothly. Mm -hmm. um, so this article has got a great piece of advice in here. It says six months before you retire, um, come up with your budget and then give yourself a budget test drive for six months. That's smart. Here's what your income is going to be. Think anything needs a change? Sure you want to let go of that job? Think you, you know, are you going to have to cut out the cable and the Starbucks and perhaps give up that membership out at the country club? Maybe you're only going to be able to golf twice a month instead of every every four weeks. But um, so that's I got some pretty pretty great advice. Mm -hmm. Come up with your retirement budget based on what your retirement income is going to be, and then live on that for six months before you actually go pull the plug. I think it's great advice. And of course, I'm going to revisit what we said earlier. Um, that's a great time. If you're planning on retiring, it's a great time to come in and talk about your mortgage. Yeah. Um, and whether that means that you're going to do, um, a, a refinance and do a new 30 year loan. Okay. I mean, let's, let's face it. If you're going into retirement with a mortgage, um, I, you, you probably didn't plan very well. I mean, shouldn't the goal be when you retire to not have a house payment anymore? I kind of feel like it is. Maybe it's not. So Perhaps I shouldn't say it's that. Different. But it's different for in everybody, any case, for sure. If you have a mortgage going into retirement, what are you doing there? What if you're selling something from your 401k mm -hmm. to generate some income so that you can pay your mortgage? That's kind of silly. Um, and, and I'll tell you why I think it's silly. 
you'd probably get yourself a reverse mortgage. Uh, The reverse mortgage has no payment. And yeah, whatever it is that you borrow, you know, so let's say you have a $200,000 mortgage. So you say, I'm getting a reverse mortgage for 200,000 bucks. The interest rate on those things, I mean, most simply for round numbers, let's call it 5%. That means that on that that loan, 5% a year interest is being tacked onto the loan balance. So your mortgage is actually growing every year. Right. Um, is your 401k or whatever other asset you're depleting capable of earning more than 5%? Do I see these counterweighted a little bit? Little head. You wound. never know. Yeah. But I have these clients that come in saying, you know, I don't I don't want to get a reverse mortgage because my greatest desire is to have my house paid off so that my kids when I die can have this house as an asset with no loan against it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but if your house had a loan against it, but your 401k was still huge because you didn't deplete it trying to pay the house, mm-hmm. are you ahead there? Are you behind there? Um, let's sit down and do the math on it. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, in, I don't know what it takes to beat the market. I remember after I got out of college, I always thought if you were involved in some pretty good mutual funds, you'd probably make 11, 12, 13% a year. Didn't Warren Buffett have a million dollar bet going? You hear anything about that? I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've not heard that, and I wouldn't believe you if you told me Warren Buffett bet a million bucks. I think I he did, was, actually. I thought it was something. <laughs> I think what, Jason though? might be right. I thought it was something where he felt like, I think his stance was that uh, these higher-end portfolio managers were, were draining the accounts by so much with their fees and costs that he said that you could just choose a standard whatever the investment was and basically bet a million dollars that my returns will beat your returns. And he's, I think his returns were like 65% and the manager's returns were like 19% over this five year period. So he's winning that million dollar bet. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty interesting article. I didn't, uh, I didn't get the details of it, but sounds like Jim's on the case over there. That's getting pretty advanced. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to my point and simplify it again. You might want to do a reverse mortgage. Right. If you can get a fixed rate reverse mortgage for something less than like you just dropped a couple big numbers, 19 and 65% or something. I don't know a lot about those numbers, but I know I've never seen a mortgage that was anywhere near that. Um, and so my point is it's one of those things that you might just evaluate it. Now I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a different solution for a different person because if you're, if your retirement consists of a pension from the state for $8,000 a month until you die. And when you die, your, your spouse is going to get it until they die. Uh, that's a, that's not depleting an asset to be paying off um, debt against your house. That's a, it, an income stream that is coming regardless Um, whatever you, you know, no matter what, that income is going to keep coming until you're dead and gone. You may as well keep servicing the debt. That's a different set of circumstances. I think bottom line sort of comes back to what we were talking about is if it's in your plan to retire, it's good to sit down and look at all of your options. Right. And just know what they are. Yeah. And, and the other thing I'll say about that, I, first of all, we do reverse mortgages. Uh, we do very few of them. And, and I'll tell you, first and foremost, if you can qualify for any other loan program, you're usually better off getting a different loan. Right. Um, FHA loans have got some mortgage insurance premiums that make them kind of cost prohibitive. And additionally, you 
are growing your loan balance every year, which means you sort of have compound negative interest, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's getting bigger and bigger every year. But the thing about reverse mortgages that um, I do want to say is, by and large, it's got to be the most misunderstood home loan that exists today. And the people that talk about it are, um, it's they have no idea what they're talking about. The, propelling these myths that just shouldn't be there about being thrown out of their house or their house being sold out from under them when it, you know, when they finally owe more than it's worth. And a lot of really weird misconceptions that um, folks just spread about homos. What are you giggling about? I'm laughing at uh, at the, the commercials I see for reverse mortgages. I just saw It's one. always really happy people. <laughs> I saw one last night for, uh, who was it, uh, Henry Winkler? Oh. Is that the, that he was the Fonz, He was the right? Fonz, yeah. The Fonzarelli. And I was just laughing. Hey. <laughs> I was laughing at uh, my dad that just had a, a tooth pulled, root canal, different things happening. And they're talking about, you know, what's the next step for him with this tooth? And one of the, the things that they had to factor in is, well, how long, how much longer are you going to live? And so he was, he had that, uh, I mean, he's not, he's not on his deathbed or anything. I mean, he's. Uh, we could fix your tooth, but we'd rather just not because you're probably going to die. <laughs> Mid 60s, you know, okay. but it, this is something that they were talking about. I thought it was a little ridiculous but was thinking back to the days of when he would watch happy days and fonzarelli would come in with his leather jacket on and he would bump the jukebox with his hip and the the right just the right song would come on for just that moment and now now henry winkler is on tv pimping reverse mortgages (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to call my dad and say you know what maybe you are getting a little old you are yeah (laughs) i think i know the bumper music we're gonna come back with (laughs) and I always confuse the, I, I have to give a second look. Is that a reverse mortgage commercial or a Viagra commercial? <laughs> it's like a couple that are like embracing each other in a field while they're like clipping flowers or something. And yes. you never know what is going on there. But anyway, I, and I'm not convinced that those commercials necessarily help. Um, but, but, and I'll the say Vi- this, I'll Viagra? say this about reverse, reverse mortgages mortgage. because I really, this is the point I want everybody to hear. Um, it's worth evaluating, right? If you're in a position where it's something that you might need for any number of reasons, um, it's worth checking out. And then here's how a reverse mortgage starts. You know what the very first step is? The very first step is you sitting down with a HUD approved counselor to understand absent of salesmanship, absent of misconceptions, absent of myths, absent of any sort of editorial, they sit down with you and tell you exactly what happens. And generally, you have to have your um, whoever's kind of going to be the executor of your estate is to go to that meeting with you. And it's generally done by phone. But my point is, before you do anything, the program requires that you sit down with somebody that gives you the straight talk about it. All right, guys, it's uh, just before 10 o'clock here. We got to do the top of the hour commercial break. We'll be back for another hour of more Mortgage Matters. Do hope you stick around. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps. 
I like that, huh? You can't you Ponty can't hear this skirt. song without getting like an ear to ear grin. You love that. I see poodle skirts. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Little spinning. Fonzarelli in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Little nerdy Ron Howard uh-huh. running around. Uh-huh. All right, Ron, everybody. Little nerdy Ron Howard. That's a multi multi millionaire, maybe billionaire. Anyway. Yeah, he's done pretty well, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. And let's give kudos to, like, the the child star from the 50s that didn't, you know, because today, if you're famous as a kid, you have trouble navigating adolescence, and then, like, Screech just missed the Saved by the Bell reunion because he was in jail for... Oh, my gosh. Something. (laughs) Something. (laughs) You know what I mean? A lot of these kids you hear about, you, like, catch up a few years later, like, you know, you see them and you go, eesh. Like Macaulay Calkin, he looks dead for a long time, and he's young. Yeah, mo money, mo problems, right? right. Danny Bonaduce, the Partridge Family, man, jeez, what the heck? That's, he's he's carrot top now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's still around too. I, I see him up there on TV every once in a while. It's There's people that are probably listening yeah. right now, going, "I hate this show today." <laughs> We're like off topic. No, you said your Ron kids Howard. listen to um, 101.3. Yes, this is true. My kids too love that station. And for the most part, I let it play. But there's some pretty racy songs that come on there. And we got to like pull the plug on it. And when I'm listening, you know what I dislike the most? Hmm. In the morning when they start talking and they their opinions about some story or something or other, I'm like, can you just play music again? <laughs> What's I know. I'm probably go, I'm yeah. probably getting in big trouble right now. Satellite probably. satellite radio. That's yeah. what you need. Kids Bop. That's there what we that's what we have yeah. program. What's in. on Kids Bop? Hit. Like Hansen and stuff? No. It's all it's all the <laughs> no, don't popular, give me an idea for Bop. It's all the popular songs, but they're not actually sung by the artists, so they're chosen. Oh for Millie kids Vanilli. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's sung by kids and stuff. So yeah. when they're singing about like shoplifting and stuff, at least it's a cute little girl singing it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they change the words. They do change the yeah. words. So it makes it appropriate. So you can let that filter, that process just go away. Mm-hmm. You just hit the button and go. We're so ahead of ourselves. Um, the astute listeners know that we now have a female voice in the room. So we well, must um, give an introduction and say hi, Holly. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. And Holly's joining us today. She's a real estate agent. And um, so we always like to do the super uncomfortable thing of making you just tell us all about yourself right now. So, well, how long do we have? I have a lot to say. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> only an hour. Technically Go. 52 okay. minutes, but if you use all of that talking just about you, it's... Oh, with, yeah, that's that's questionable. How long have you been in the county here? You know, I actually grew up in San Luis. I was born, born and raised here, born over wow. at General Hospital before it closed. And then... Um, Where yeah, was General Hospital? It was, it's a... Across the street from French, it's kind of where the oh, okay. medical, got it. medical offices. Uh, one of my kids went to dermatologists over there. You got it. Okay. Right in there. So, okay. Yeah. So I was there and my, my mom was a school teacher at Santa Margarita Elementary School for 30 years. And my dad, uh, an architect, he was wow. one of the founding partners of RRM. So... Okay, so yeah. you got some ties to the yeah, area. I got a few some ties roots. here and there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, been been here most of my life, and um, and you went to Cal Poly, you said? I did go to Cal Poly after I graduated from San Luis High. I went up to UC Santa Cruz for a couple years. I thought, you know, I wanted something different, and 
it was different. All yeah, right. that's yeah. different. <laughs> it was pretty different, but it was a good experience. You know, co-ed showers, um, co-ed dorms, no Weird. grades. Yeah. So <laughs> you, how did you go to college in the seventies? <laughs> it really felt like that. Not it sure really I understand did. that. It's, it was co-ed showers. Co-ed huh? showers. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of next level over there. But, um, but no. anatomy yeah. class, the introduction mm-hmm. goes a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely you're, terrifying. You've already been through a lot of it. Growing Interesting. Up, growing okay. up in San Luis. So. Um, but no, then I came back and finished up at Cal Poly and I got a Bachelor of Science in something that I've actually never worked in. So that's always. In what? <laughs> I got to know. Um, environmental horticulture science. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So plants. Don't ask me to name any plants. I know absolutely nothing. So, just going to put that out so there So, it now. was a good use of it education. It was a really good use of, of the student loans I'm still paying. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, I, no. got a, I got a degree in city and regional planning from Cal Poly. Oh. And it's, some of it's kind of applicable. Like, you remember when you did your real estate test and they start talking about township and ranges. And sure. the baseline meridian. All, I know all oh, about that. I I, I whizzed through that part on the, on the DRE test because... I learned that in college. Yeah, there you go. And it's so useful today. (laughs) So useful. Uh, No, but there's some stuff about it that's kind of useful in terms of, you know, different like zoning and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like when I was underwriting, it came in in handy. I was able to help people get their like, you know, you guys have probably had transactions where you got like a burn down letter because you have a... A legal non-conforming use. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that was all my language. When I started sure. seeing that stuff in the underwriting guidelines, I was like, whoa, cool. <laughs> they know about that too. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. But uh, altogether, not that much. No. I, <laughs> I don't use enough of it You'd for the student loans I'm still paying. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have those paid off in about another 27 years. Well, so that's okay. cool. There's, yeah. yeah. Silver lining. <laughs> and my wife's cousin that I love to death. She got, um, went to college that went well. So then she went to chiropractor school and like became a full blown doctor of chiropractics, got out, worked in a chiropractor office, I think for like three or four months and was like, I don't like this anymore. So she has like student loans that are like hundreds of thousands of dollars. The payments are like thousands of dollars a month and doesn't do that. Oh, so I'm like, oh, so I'm really happy I didn't, I didn't have something like that happen. My student loan's only like 200 bucks a month, yeah. and it still makes me mad every yeah. time I write the check. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, they're like, um, "Hey, here's the like tax yeah. saving form for you," and I'm like, "723 dollars." <laughs> <Right>. Totally. <laughs> Where's the? I mean, I paid you guys a lot more than that. You should get more for that. Shouldn't it? Your write-off for student loans should be like 10 times what it is. I think because the rate's so low, they feel like they're doing you a favor on yeah. that part portion, maybe. So did you do anything with horticulture when you graduated? Did you well, try? Did you make an attempt? Work at a flower shop? It was a slight <laughs> attempt. It's kind of embarrassing. I felt more like a glorified janitor, but I worked and did um, like I thought it was going to be a little more glamorous, like right. interior plant design, but it basically meant like watering plants in offices. <laughs> hey, at the first company I worked for in Slow, we had that. It was probably me. Um, <laughs> well, and it was a girl too that you, I'm sure that you know her since you're like a local um, that's like a kickboxer. Oh. Do you know her? I don't know. She's kind of tall, like yeah. curly hair. She's attractive and everything, yeah. uh, but she 
like she's like i'm here to water your plants and i'm like don't hurt me i'm gonna be <laughs> i'll be over here just out of your way uh, but we had that they came yeah. and brought plants and then when they died because they're mm-hmm. not supposed to be in a stuffy office full of electronics then she would bring us a new one and then water that one till it died um i thought they wouldn't die if we had like a pro but they all no. still died no guarantees yeah so then okay so so far so good how did you get into real estate <laughs> Um, so after college, I got married pretty much right away. And then my husband, and I lived overseas for a year. And when he came back, he got right into uh, what he wanted to do, which was uh, mechanical engineering and got a job at a local consulting firm. And I was kind of wondering what I should be doing. And I didn't want to do plants anymore, for sure. So I uh, got my I got a job at a kind of like a, I, I sold basically, I was like a hostess would be the term. Um, you know, it was back in 2003, 2004, when there was a lot of new home de- development going on, especially up in North County. Um, so I got a job selling homes on a track up in Paso. And I just was there a couple of days a week. And it's kind of like a trial in real estate, you know. And um, I liked it. And so I got my license shortly after that and then got on as one of the agents on the on the uh, track and that was it was cool kind of you know not nearly as exciting as resale you know but um, it was a really good experience to kind of learn how it all works and um yeah and then and then i got pregnant with my first child so i got my broker's license and kind of after that did most a lot of work from just i had like a home office kind of did my own thing for quite a few years a lot of worked with a lot of friends and family and i was kind of in the thick of Many children ended up having a couple more kids, and then yeah, Jason said yeah, like sixteen kids, pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh-huh. He's pretty close, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two two full court games going at once, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got our own March Madness going. No, yeah, it's um, I have four kids, so it's a lot of kids. There's no no getting around it. That's busy. Yeah. I have three kids, you know, and I think we could fit a fourth. Yeah. We already have a minivan. Um, and we're, you know, w- as soon as you have three, you have to switch from man to zone, right? Totally. So you, <laughs> you're <laughs> back. Oh yeah. They, one of them can totally get away. You're, you're only capable of holding down two of them at a time. Mm-hmm. And we, my wife and I opted to not do that, um, harness with the leash thing. <laughs> Why not? Just, kidding. <laughs> it just seemed weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the four kids, that's yeah. pretty good. That'll keep you busy. Yeah. So as they've gotten a little older now, they're four. Four and five and eight and nine. Um, I in the last couple of years, about two and a half years ago, I went to work at San Luis Obispo Realty, whereas which is where I've been, and I kind of coincided it with when the economy turned around. <laughs> so good. lucky me, and um, yeah, so it's been really great working there and and getting to know. We have a lot of really um, long time seasoned agents there. Um, a lot of top producers that have been in the community a long time. So I lear- I've learned a lot from them. And sure. it's really just been, I don't know many real estate agents that aren't having a great couple of years, you know, so. That is nice. I'm fortunate to be. Because the few years before that, I have, a, as you can imagine, I have a lot of friends that are real estate agents. Sure. And I've watched some of them take some pretty good lumps during yeah. those first few years. And, and the of the recession, I mean, and the thing that was kind of crazy about it was, is that home loans weren't necessarily easy either, 
But yeah. then as soon as the Fed stepped in and cut rates and then developed like the HARP program and a couple different things, like we got a shot in the arm. So then the barbecues turned out to be like, well, I'm the guy Obama's like feeding me. I don't know <laughs> when it's going to bleed over into you guys for actually like selling another house. Mm-hmm. But we were really the first ones to really benefit from the stimulus and the different programs and everything. And um, But it has been really nice to see the realtors finally get some. Yeah. You guys are able to to sell some houses now. And and now, isn't it a a whole new thing, though, is that there's not enough homes for sale. Exactly. If you go sell, you're going to sell probably pretty quick for a pretty good price. Mm -hmm. But then where are you moving to? Right. Because you're, you know, I mean, that's so many of the clients that I have um, that are like, they have a house that they'd love to sell, but they're terrified exactly. that they're going to give it up and become a tenant. So right. how do you, how are we getting around that right now? It's really tough. I mean, um, the, the inventory is very low, but it's kind of, you know, you know, our business directly coincides with rates. And so as terrified as these people are of having to sell their house and getting a great price and then feeling priced out of other homes at the same time, it's just kind of the way it goes, you know, because it's. You know, our our prices are going to, you know, coincide with rates. So sure. if rates are going to go up, then our prices are going to steady out and, you right. know, go down a bit. So, you know, I try and encourage my clients really to think about long term is even though you're going to be paying more for, you know, a new newer home or better home or whatever, it's you're still getting a great rate. You know, right. in, in 30 years, that's what's Well, we happen. had a bunch of, I mean, the focus of this show, we we started this show, Dan's not here. I'm a known exaggerator. So I got to, <laughs> I got to think is like, oh, nine, oh, eight. What do you think? Probably something like You've that. You've been here I've since been the beginning. Here. Well, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah. No, you no, joined Tristan. us later. About, you'd been doing it for about anyway. three, two, three years. Yeah, so I think we've been doing this show. I think this is like our seventh or eighth year somewhere in there. I think it's seven. Yeah, I'll just say nine because, like I said, I'm a known exaggerator. But my point really is that the market has changed a lot. And when we first started, we were always coming up with all this logic to people about, Mm -hmm. hey, like, yeah, you know, real estate – may or may not be going down maybe it's already bottomed no one's really going to know that until it's actually already happened but these interest rates are supposed to go up and so here's what you could buy a four hundred thousand dollar house today with this three and a half thirty year fixed and then in a year if you wait because you're nervous about the market you're going to get a four percent interest rate and then that's going to be the same payment on a three hundred sixty thousand dollar house so How do you want to slice this thing? And so the logic turned into, do you want to potentially overpay today and get a great rate that over time is going to prove to be brilliant Mm -hmm. or just be sort of paralyzed by fear and do nothing? Because then no matter what, we will have seen the bottom. That happened, right? It was, that's That was going to happen no matter what. And then rates were going to change no matter what. And you're still going to be needing shelter. So where do you take the plunge? Um, I always make fun of my buddies that are in real estate because they they said from day one, and so did the NAR and CAR commercials, now's the time to buy. Get off the fence. <laughs> and I've never heard one of those commercials be like, hey, you guys, you know what? This Just is wait. the National Association <laughs> of Realtors speaking. Mm-hmm. And 
don't buy right now. <laughs> it's not Look the at, right time. It's 10% less than it was last year, which is like 10% less than the year before. And we're pretty much thinking that's going to happen again this year. There was never a commercial no, like that. No. Um, you so, won't hear that. <laughs> it, feel, it feels like there's a lot of excitement this purchasing season. It feels like almost the perfect storm where there's. There's a little bit more confidence in the real estate market because things have bottomed out. And so we've seen some appreciation. So the people that are worried about, you know, is it too soon to buy? Is Are things continuing to drop in price? I think some of those those issues and concerns have sort of been taken care of. And then we do still see some really, really low interest rates. So the affordability is is really high right now. So um, I, I think it's I think it's going to be a good season this year for sure. There was a house in my neighborhood. Um, so I, you're from Oslo. Sos, right? Yeah, I live there now. You all, I mean, yeah. I'm from Slow, you know. <laughs> sure, but Osos is really your market. It, yes, it has been. Yeah. And and it sounds like you're. Uh, I mean, you have pretty good traction out there. I lived in Los Osos for ten years, okay. and um, so my kids went to Village. My wife nice. was like the break teacher, and mm-hmm. when people called in sick, she subbed in out there. But our kids went to Village as soon as we thought they needed to be socialized, mm-hmm. and then they went to kindergarten. Um, what's the Baywood? Baywood. That's the th- I was gonna say. I'm like, uh, it's been a couple two. years. No, yeah. it's Baywood for okay. sure. We're Baywood people. Oh, I don't know right. about you, but. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it's a really cool community. Really close knit, fun, um, enjoyable. It's a very. Um, I, this term can be viewed as discriminatory, <laughs> so I hate it. But it's. Um, family-oriented little community. It's sure. it's a cool place to have kids and be, like, in that phase of your life. Um, and so then it was about two and a half years ago now we just uprooted and moved to Atascadero. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that was a pretty big transition, big and I really do like it there a lot. I do – there's a lot about Los Osos that I miss, but more and more of my friends are moving yeah. to Atascadero now. So it's like, hey, cool, welcome to the hood. Sure, sure. Um, and I, we've seen it change a lot, what's been going on um, in real estate up there. Um, and Osos too, yeah. huh? I mean, how many listings are there in all of Los Osos right now? You know, <laughs> sorry, um, Los Osos. Yeah, I, I believe last time I checked, around thirty or so. Yeah. You know, um, it's oh, okay. it's definitely there's there's a lot going on out there, but you know, we are seeing a lot of young families come out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's become um, the you know a really kind of Hey, for that. It's affordable. Where else are you going to raise fog babies? Exactly. Although with this global warming, I'll tell you what, we have it's had burning some incredible, off, huh? incredible weather out there. Yeah. Uh, we have phone calls to do. Oh, I think I know who this first one is. Um, we have Mike joining us from Arroyo Grande. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good. I just wanted to call in really quick from the field. I'm headed out to an open house to help out a realtor. Um, with the showing they're going to have today Excellent. in the Royal Grande, it's at six nine six Matthew Way, and uh, it's actually a, a gorgeous house. It's a three bedroom, three bath. It's on a third of an acre, and it's just under three thousand square feet. Whew. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my favorite part is the wine cellar, which I'll be checking out as soon as I get there. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, I'm working with Scott Taylor of Keller Williams, and he'll be actually helping people look at the property today, representing the buyer, 
and I'll be there. If anyone that, that comes through just says, gosh, I don't want to miss this opportunity, I'll be sitting there with my laptop ready to pre-approve them for a loan if they'd like to put it in offer. Just, just another way that Central Coast Lending gets ourselves out there to help people. Cool. What's the address again, Mike? 696 Matthew Way, and the listing price is 949000 that's a pretty nice house. Jim pulled it up on the monitor. It looks pretty great for just under a million bucks. I'm going to run home and break a couple piggy banks and see if I can get there. <laughs> okay, I'll hold your place in line. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Cut him off a little early there, man. I was like, have a good day. Well, I thought you were done. Sorry. <laughs> well, he's got things Evidently to do. Evidently not as done as house. you are. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, another phone call, we have Marilyn from Slow, one of our favorite listeners. Good morning, Marilyn. Well, thank you. And to your guests, I say hello, too. Hello. <laughs> um, I have a couple of questions. One is, you live in Los Osos, right? Correct. How do they establish the sewer rate out there? Well, that is the million-dollar question, Marilyn. Oh. <laughs> um, it is a lot of a lot of talk, a lot of speculation, a lot of how is it all going to work, how much is it going to cost, how are we going to be paying, a um, lot of rumors going around. And what we encourage all of our clients to do is to con- contact the, the powers that be directly. We have a couple phone numbers we typically um, hand out because really, ultimately, for a while, there was a lot of talk about the assessments being, um, you know, our property taxes, that we have the assessments that have been lumped onto our property taxes. So we've all seen an increase in that. Now that the all the pipe work and all the road stuff is done, the general layout of what's going on out there is done, um, our streets are now calm again, but they are really busy um, building the actual wastewater treatment plant. So we haven't actually seen any sort of um, fees, you know, monthly fees yet. Those are, we anticipate happening in 2017 Mm. upon completion. But, you know, we've heard all kinds of things, anything from it's going to be an additional, the real scary one for, that kept the sewer from going in for years was it's going to be an extra $250 a month, you know, and what I try and encourage my clients is to, to consider this. So I, I live in Los Osos, and I have uh, six people in my family, my husband, myself, and our four children. Our water bill is paid uh, every two months, and it is runs about $150 a month, or $150 every two months. So that's only $75 a month. When you consider that with a family of six perhaps living in San Luis, your water and sewer bill would probably be close to $250 a month. Or more. Or more, exactly. And so, you know, as, as scary as it can kind of sound with all these new fees coming up out there, I think in the long run, it's really going to benefit everyone, not just from an environmental standpoint, but um, it's really going to allow some uh, some better, I hope, city planning to kind of come into out there and um, uh, just a tiny, just a teensy tiny bit of development <laughs> would be good, so... Thank you. You're welcome. And I wanted to to tell the two regulars that I really enjoyed your show today about home equities and what was the other loan Reverses. and the humor yeah. that you intermingled <laughs> with it about Fonzie and uh, so and to the one that used to say man. He doesn't say it. He didn't say it when he was talking. He corrected himself. He Very said, good. 
my wife and I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marilyn, since you pointed that out a few weeks ago, I've been kind of mortified that that's on there. I pride myself in uh, being better than that. Oh, well, <laughs> I've enjoyed the whole show, and I laugh a lot, too. Thank you. Thanks for calling oh, thank in. thank you. Bye. Well, that's fun. It's 1030. We need to do a commercial break, right, Jim? You ready for it? We should. And should we, we do one it. more phone call? Well, we can Let's take do jo- it. Josh's yeah. call. Let's take Josh's call. Josh, good morning. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. How are you guys doing this morning? Fantastic. How are you? Good. So um, I was calling in. So Holly was our realtor. And by the way, she is fantastic. Oh, Josh. Um, what a guy. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Jason, you know, you actually did our mortgage and you were you were wonderful as well. Thank you. Um, so, you know, our question, uh, you know, we recently moved to Los Osos not, not too long ago. Um, and my wife and I were curious, you know, when is a good time to refinance? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't... I'll, I'll take a look at your file and see if there's a good spot for you. But let me tell you, because I, I love your question. This is a question that so many people um, should actually ask. And I'm going to tell you, it's there's no blanket answer here. But, but let me tell you the logic. It costs money to do a refi. When we do it, we got to buy an appraisal. We got to open escrow. They're going to order a title report. We got to pay the underwriting fee, credit report fee, flood cert fee, recording fee. I mean, junk <laughs> fees galore. These things all pile up. And on a on a loan, an average loan in Slow County, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out here and say it's probably in the ballpark of about thirty five hundred dollars for you to do a refi. So that being said. One opportunity is you do a, an interest rate that would create a credit to cover that 3500 bucks, so that you don't actually pay it, nor does your loan balance go up. That's a good play. Um, can you still save money and have that rate that covers your closing costs? If the answer is yes, that's a no-brainer. Let's do it. If the answer is no, then we got to look at you're going to get a lower interest rate and you're going to pay that, that fee and you're going to pay it out of pocket or you're going to pay it out of equity, okay? And in doing so, now we have to evaluate what are you going to save monthly? Um, you know, your payments twenty two hundred. If you refi, it's going to go down to two two thousand. So you're going to save two hundred bucks a month, and it costs you thirty five hundred dollars. Now we know that we can divide that out and see that the break even period is going to be like six years before you're in a position where it actually made sense for you to refi. So then we take that knowledge and say. Where are you going to be in six years? Is your family growing? Is your family shrinking? Do you want to be closer to slow? Do you want to be in a bigger house? Is this your forever home? And so we have to couple that break-even period with what your family's desire is. And all of that then comes to be a pretty custom-tailored conversation just for you. Um, and so let's do that together, Josh. I'll put it on my calendar, um, and we'll we'll visit it. I suspect you have a pretty great rate and probably aren't going to refi, but... We'll check it out. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, with uh, the professionals we had working with us, we, we did pretty good. But yep. we were just curious. Awesome. I love that question, man. I I would pay you to call and ask that question every week. <laughs> you can't move, well, Josh. we can talk about that later, too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, thank you very one, much. Guys. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was worthwhile. It's nice of Josh to call. Very Appreciate nice. that. It's yeah. always good too to get like a, a real live testimonial of somebody and a, a unique opportunity for us to do this together. Um, sure. I didn't invite you on the show today. I know. 
this guy Jason Van Dyke invited you. That's right. And little did he know that you and I had recently done this little transaction together, <laughs> and you did not refer me these. I didn't. Um, buyers to borrow. So it was a kind of a, just a cool thing where. Without us all knowing each other, we got together and did a pretty good job for these guys, sure. and they're happy in their house, and that's nice to very organic have that um, <laughs> that testimonial. Uh, all right, so it's ten thirty three now on Pi Day. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back in a few minutes with more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jason Grody at Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. Let me and my staff of mortgage experts help you buy your next home. We promise to close on time, on budget, with no surprises. Give Central Coast Lending a call today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Loan. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. What a state of generosity, look what my agent got for me, just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks, I couldn't ask for more, but now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical, like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. All righty, guys. Welcome back. Uh, I don't, is this the home stretch or not? Are we going to do it another commercial break? Stretch. We're just going to go for it. Well, you know, we could. We could. If, if the conversation goes stale. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a feeling with you at the helm, it's not going to go stale. Come on. No, it's not. Yesterday, I had like... A butt kicker of a day. I, this week was hard on me. Jason, he, he's been making it into the office a little bit more and more this week. I, still recovering. What You're like six weeks post-op from the Achilles reattachment. This is true, yep. yep. 
Oh, that's and that just watching you go through this has been torture on me. I hope I never have to do. I hope you did it for the both of us, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gnarly, but yeah. there's some upside to it. You get to uh, life slows down a little bit, so you get to reevaluate some things. So before before Jason went into this surgery, he sent me a video of what they do, like drill some holes through the bone and like catch some threads that they tied into some other stuff and then create this like way to cinch this thing back down. I'm like, dude, you're watching this before you go do that uh, is insane. Um, but no fun at all. So anyways, it's been nice to have you back in the office. Thank I'm you glad so you're feeling good enough to be a little bit ambulatory. Yep. And, um, yeah, but so you got to, I mean, you saw it. this week's crazy. This was a really tough, challenging week. And yesterday when we were leaving, um, I was like racing out the door. My my second son has his first baseball game at six Aww. o'clock, and all day long I just kept thinking, I got it. It's Friday night. I know what a bunch of losers we are for <laughs> realizing that you have to plan ahead to get out of your desk by six o'clock. But I'm like, I cannot miss this. And then I I still got a late start. I um I was on my way up the grade. My wife called to say that he was starting um, pitching uh, and this is his first start ever and i'm like just get there anyways i made it he was um, still in the warm-ups i got there for like two more warm-up pitches and saw him pitch but um so i didn't have any time at all to prepare for today's show and usually i put a lot of time into it i was i was stressing even so this morning i did i got up and started i scoured for everything all my notes and i'm like i, I was drawn dead man this was not a big news week for all the economic stuff i we have some loyal listeners that care a lot about that stuff um what's going on so i'll give you the quick little updates that there were um this week of course uh we learned a little bit about um retail prices um, they were expected moderately strong. January was not a good month for um, retail prices. Um, and retail prices actually fell a little bit in, in February um, amid the rough weather. So um, that not exactly posting um, any great confidence about what we might find for inflation going forward. Three months um, in a row, those numbers have dropped. Yeah, so that's, that's not great. Um, and then... Secondly, the unemployment claims on Thursday kind of got a little bit of attention this week. They were expected to have decreased, and sure enough, they did a drop in 36,000 initial jobless claims. And I don't know if people really, if that really registers to what, um, what it means. But I'll just throw in here an ad that it means that in the first week of March, 289,000 people came for first-time unemployment benefits, and those are totally pre-recession lows. The numbers of 2003, 4, and 5 um, were right in that same set of numbers there. So that's actually really good news, and it brings the four-week moving average um, right to 300,000 jobs. Those are it's it's hardly worth talking about anymore. I really only bring it up because it's been choppy lately little up little down this week was down again um, sort of reinforcing the fact that the labor market is very strong you're looking at me like you got some little economic data over there too no just reviewing some of the numbers that you talked about did um, i take the win from your sales those no. were the two things you had <laughs> huh? there wasn't a lot no freddie mac released its march 2015 u.s economic and housing market outlook um so there was some takeaways there 
2015 is expected to be the best year for home sales and new home construction since 2007. So I thought that was pretty interesting to hear. Huh. Yeah. So some positive things happening for, Is there. that just for new home sales or is that home sales and new and home construction. sales? construction. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that the levels there in 2007 were 5.8 million homes for that year. So... So that, I thought that that was that was uh, interesting to see. I know that we do have an inventory issue and construction is picking up, but it's still lagging behind a little bit, especially in this area for sure. Yeah. So the other couple of um, numbers that came out this week, I mean, first of all, everybody can relate to this one. It's consumer sentiment. Um, and this one, let's see here, consumer sentiment um, dropped a little bit. I don't even want to tell you that they cited it as a four-month low. Optimism over the last four months about the economy has been really strong, primarily because um, gas prices have been down. Mm -hmm. How stoked are you when you fill up the car? It's like only 60 bucks compared to where it used to clunk off rudely at $100. And you're like, <laughs> come on, I don't want to have to swipe again just to get this thing full. It's great to see gas prices go down. Um, and then this month, of course, gas prices have been going back up, right? Um, we found here that um, they were a six-year low in January. Did you realize that? No. I don't know that it fully sunk into me when we were all seeing gas for like less than three bucks a gallon that that was the six year low, uh, but we're off that now. <laughs> we're yeah. back up to the the normal good high gas prices, not quite as high as they were, but um, anyway, that took the confidence away, um, and so the the consumers just feeling a little bit more gloomy about that. And the weird thing too, is that we didn't see the economy never fully experienced for the lowest gas prices in six years. You would think if you're putting less money down the tank, um, down the filler tube, let's just call it down the tube, then maybe have a little bit more money to like go buy something, go shopping, go book a little mini vacation or something. Uh, nobody really spent any more money. So where did that extra money go? Um, I don't know, but those numbers never really offend me. I'm glad if you're spending a little less and then you're not, you're not um, finding a way to spend it in another category, it makes me feel like you're probably paying off some debt or you're saving it. And I'm kind of okay with that. It's nice to know that people are believing it's a, a good uh, virtue to save instead of just blow your dough every time 20 bucks less on gas sweet $20 in lottery tickets please <laughs> uh, and then let's see here the other one was oh it's boring but producer price index um, we can skip this whole lengthy article and basically just say that inflation is still not happening so that's um, Probably good news for the average person. It's a little bit cheaper for producers to get you your goods. The consumer prices have been down too. Um, all in all, the feds want us to have some inflation. So we root for um, the anti-opinion of what the feds would like to see. On all together, all of the news this week, um, in addition to what's been going on abroad, uh, has us with some good low interest rates. I mean, we're still below 4% for a 30-year fix. It's phenomenal. Um, I wanted to point out, too, Mike just called in about that open house he's doing in AG. Um, 
I quoted a loan this week for a fella. Um, was a we did looked at a thirty year for a million dollar loan. It was four and a quarter percent. It was wow. unbelievably good for a thirty year fix for a million dollar loan. That's unheard of. That was not around in two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten. So this is really cool. Uh, and then also a five year arm there was like three and a half. So that you could get. I mean, for those of you that want to buy a million dollar house, um, that might make it a little bit more affordable. But you can even get in for ten percent down, right, on those jumbo loans. Just yeah, nice. you can. I mean, we advertise that too. I feel like it's a little bit misleading. Um, you got to be a pretty good little borrower to be getting in for ten percent down on something like that. Like perfect credit, good reserves. I mean, you're you're a pretty good bet. Um, and generally speaking, when you go north of 750000 in loan amount, that 10% option usually goes away. You usually need to find the other. But that's a great opportunity to point out that like that house that Mike's talking about in Arroyo Grande that's just under a million bucks, if you get um, – a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan on that, you know, basically pay the difference down. You can do a ninety percent loan to value with no monthly mortgage insurance and get a thirty year fixed rate loan. That's what's been going on in lending lately. So, just a general shout out to anybody that um, is qualifying themselves from their couch. <laughs> I assure you, there are programs and rates that you know nothing about. So leave it to the pros and let us help you with that. Um, you know, at least you can kind of check in and, and feel the barometer of um, what's out there. So there's the catch up on that. I want to go back and talk to you, Holly, a little bit more about um, kind of what you do for business. I mean, I... People, one of the ways that people appreciate and relate to me and the culture of our company is we talk real straight. Mm -hmm. So I want to call a spade a spade and you're here today to get your name out a little bit. Sure. We're having you on today because you're cool and approachable and local <laughs> and um, Los Osos is, is really your little niche market. And um, so I want, I want people to kind of hear from you how they can help you. Um, sure. Are you looking for listings? Are you just a buyer's yeah. agent? You want to do both? Where do you, yeah, where do you I, fall on that? That's, that's a good question. I obviously really like both. I don't know uh, any realtor that wouldn't agree to that, but um, I tend to work with a lot of uh, buyers. Um, I think a lot of that speaks to where I'm at in my life. And um, I really, really enjoy working with first time home buyers. I think it's a really special process and um, you just see a lot of gratitude. And I really, yeah. I really like that. I, of course, I love a good, you know, million dollar listing like, <laughs> like Mike Scott or whatever he's got going on over there. But, um, but I, um, I really do like working with first time home buyers and, and we see that a lot out in Los Sosos last year. I was kind of getting my tax stuff together, which is probably why nobody's spending any money right now. Yeah. Um, but um, and I was looking back on on my closings from last year and realized um, I closed five houses within a half a mile of my own home. Um, wow! Yeah. So and it, well, not on purpose, I promise. Well, that's not totally true, but um, <laughs> some of them I I really wanted as neighbors. In fact, all of them. It's been really really cool. Um, but I I think that that's one thing that it's kind of become my thing in a lot of ways. And yeah, at expense of maybe upsetting some other real estate agent that might be listening or even has guested on the show before. I think I, I tend to gravitate towards an agent in an area. 
Yeah, um, I, it makes a lot of sense. I think we like to think we're good. I'm, I'm really good and slow, too. I will say that. And I think that's mostly because I grew up here and I know every street. You know what sure. I mean? I don't get lost. AG sold some houses over there, but I can get a little lost on those. Well, and what you bring up, I think, to me is like, for example, I have a friend that does real estate and and she's, I would suggest a a local, like she's been here for 28 years, but she'll tell you that she sells real estate from Paso Robles to Lampa. Sure. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) You can't know that much about that local market everywhere you go. You just can't. And, you know, I, these guys like to give me a little bit of grief in the office because, um, I don't do mobile home loans. Mm-hmm. I don't do um, the construction loans and the land loans. And I don't do a lot of the fringy stuff that I'm going to put in an inordinate amount of time and potentially fumble through things where, like, I, if you're talking residential real estate loans, um, if there's jeopardy for this, I assure you I'm the guy that's winning the whole thing. Like I know <laughs> guidelines well. I know how it works. I know the ins and outs of it. I'm never going to be caught in a position where I'm like caught by something I just couldn't have anticipated. Um, and I really like that. And I think that from a real estate agent perspective, I think that when you guys really hunker down and are good in an area or like a small region where you know who the players are and what the listings are and, right. you know, and have recent experience of selling. Like for me, I would think that like if you sold five houses within a half a mile of your house within one calendar year, you are the expert of that area. (laughs) And people would be remiss to not work with you buying or selling. Sure. Your, Your finger is over the pulse of, How much can this sell for? What should we expect? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the, even like, what is it going to be like when we do an open house? How many Mm -hmm. people are going to go? You know what the answers to those questions are. If you went to go hold a house open in Lompoc today, you're not going to be able to answer any of those questions. You know, we can do our best to go by the science side of price per square foot, but not the art side of knowing that people really like this part because it's close to the golf course or people really like this part because the, you know, you don't smell the sewer from over here or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know? For sure. I think, I think that's from just getting to know Holly a little bit. That's what I appreciate about what she does is she, especially for the first time home buyer, sometimes you have to slow down. Sometimes you have to explain some of these minor details. Um, sometimes, you know, they, they don't have that experience and she takes the time and she even touched on it. You know, she really wants to make a difference. It's fulfilling to her. Um, taking that time, I think is, is super important, especially with the first time home buyer. I think they really appreciate that. Um, and that's probably why you're successful at what you do and have those longtime clients. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I love the first time home buyers too. to, to be able to take somebody, I see it as an opportunity, um, to give them like a quick, like grad school crash course in finance. This is how financing works. Um, <laughs> Last time, it's been a while, but the last time I bought a brand new car from a dealership, I sat down in there with my um, my 
12C financial calculator. Mm -hmm. And I had crunching some math over there too. And the finance guy's like, you do finance, don't you? Like, you betcha. And I was able to figure out, it's not rocket science, but they were offering me 0% APR or $5,000 cash back. And if I took the $5,000 cash back, then my interest rate was 3.3%. So I ran out the deal on the five-year loan. Guess how much the interest cost was at 3.3% over five years? Five grand. No so it's like this awesome marketing where they make you feel yeah. like kids who doesn't want to buy i don't want to lose money by not buying a new car when it's zero percent apr and then the same time they appeal to those people that you just really need like five g's to pocket yeah. we got a way for you to do that too and the reality is is that it's the same thing either way but it has a different impact on the borrower at the time mm-hmm. and so that's the way i like to approach lending is to show those first-time home buyers hey this is how it goes and it does, it transcends some industry lines where finance is finance, you know? Um, and then I got to say, though, the other thing that I love is when somebody comes to me and I don't know them very well, but we get to the end of the deal and they say something to me like, you know what? This is at least the 12th loan I've gotten in my life and nobody has ever explained to me. And I'm kind of sick to think how much I was taken advantage of, how much money I wasted in all these stupid decisions that I felt empowered to be making without actually knowing. And, you know, and then they're just, they're grateful that they finally have had somebody just sort of pull it back and say, this is what's under here. This is all the parts. This is how it goes. So that's fun. Both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, The new home buyer is like the clean slate. And then that experienced home buyer is, let me show you how this goes when you do with me, you know? So it's a, it's a different thing. I like them both. Sure. So, um, we'll give you the opportunity again at the end of the show here, but perhaps somebody that's listening is like been dying for a, an Osos pro realtor, um, (laughs) Or slow. I mean, I don't want to yeah. discount the fact that your office, I mean, is, you guys have a slow office. Well, yeah, we're right downtown, slow on March yeah. Street. And San credentials. Obispo, San Luis Obispo Realty. San Luis Obispo See? Realty. We do a lot. Most of our agents focus in San Luis Obispo, too. So. Who's the broker of? Uh, Gary Toll. Okay. Is the broker, yeah. And then we have our owners. Oh, Steve Del Martini. Yeah, old Del. He's, he's a buddy of mine. He's a guy. <laughs> See? And yeah. I don't ever go like calling on those guys for business. I, I'm I'm not the kind that reaches out and does that a whole lot anyway, but yeah. you can tell them I said hi. I will. Yeah, we have Monique Carlton uh-huh. over there. She's and Monica King. Yeah. George Sabo are the Look owners. at you just name dropping. Well, those are I like some guys. of the <laughs> biggest names in Slow County real they estate. They're the, they're the owners of our company and they do um, like I said, you know, our our office isn't exactly young per se, you know, but um, there's experienced. very experienced. And so it's a really cool place to be and, and learn from them. And um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it over there. There was an article this week I was reading um, on one of the industry kind of specific things. So the average age of a loan officer uh, in in the business in the U.S., Guess what the average loan officer's age is right now? Mortgage loan officer. Right now. Okay. So they've probably made it through, right? So maybe <laughs> a little bit older than. I'm going to say 42. I was going to say. Crazy. How old are you? 41. <laughs> So you just think you're normal? <laughs> I, I took myself out of the you're equation. You're not normal. <laughs> I took myself out of the equation. I was no, just um, this is 52. 52. 52. Yeah, and older, yeah. 
You know, and it was kind of from the context of there's sort of like a, you know, this everybody should be trying to recruit young talent, basically, mm -hmm. that there's sort of this sunsetting era of, of folks that are almost almost suggesting they're going over the hill and i'm like yeah i don't i don't really get that there's something to be said about having a lot of experience and i got to admit when i was fresh out of college and got my first mortgage job i'd be underwriting some file and some dude would be like you know i used to be an underwriter and i've been a i've been a loan officer now for 39 years i've done it all seen it all and i'm just like <laughs> so time is on your side time's not on my side it doesn't make me any less valid than you and now that i'm a little bit older and a little bit smarter i'm like i'm a lot smarter now than i was <laughs> when i was you know 25 trying to underwrite loans but um yeah time is definitely uh, a good thing i think in terms of that experience maybe not like when you watch some of the the older crowd try to double click single oh, yeah. click things and can never make the printer work or something i see those wrestles a little bit but that doesn't typically have big impact on you know the real estate transaction no um, no we're pretty we, we we do the i think we get to do the fun part find the house or sell the house and then hand them off to you guys you know yeah. you guys get to do all that clicking you know yeah <laughs> paper printing it is fun <laughs> good times <laughs> yeah the well the hard thing about home loans too though is that um so much rides on it million dollar transaction half million dollar transaction and you've put in so much work and they're in love with the house and everyone's so happy about it and now we're the ones that have to make it happen mm -hmm. and sometimes it's bumpy and messy sometimes it's hard to get somebody like across the finish line for sure um so anyways it, it's nice to um have that benefit too of having a a reputation in the county earned over years that you know there's no guarantee we're going to give you a smooth transaction that's easy sailing but you could take some uh pretty good confidence in the fact that if it's possible to get it done we'll be able to get it done um all right jim gave us the warning we're almost out of time so holly if someone wants to get a hold of you how do they reach you well, the best way to reach me is to just call me right on up. Um, I, You can find me on our website, on our Salem Spispo Realty website, but my direct line is 805-215-2884. Cool. Yep. And yeah, be happy to chat and help you find whatever whatever it is you're looking for. Cool. Thank you very much yeah. for coming in today and yeah, joining us. Uh, the rest of you guys, if you are... Um, if you don't remember that number and can't remember the name of Holly's company, we know it. Call us this week. Our number to the office, one number rings all of our offices. It's 543-LOAN. You know that, of course, from the skull-crushingly painful jingle that we run on KVEC <laughs> too much. Um, but 543-LOAN. And then likewise, if you need any help at all, reach out to us. We're here to help you. We're not the aggressive sales type, but rather the, the service-oriented type. So... CentralCoastLending.com, 543-LOAN. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Mortgage Matters.